Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the co-host with the best click timing around, Mozzie. <laughs> How's it going? It's uh, it's been busy, but a good busy over here. Um, had a had a bit longer of a de- of a delay between the recording and editing of our AFC. It was like a 10, 12 day, you know, whatever happens. We we had some re- we had a Corey Davis retirement and like a signing or two, but. Nothing that really changed the overall outlook. I don't think. I don't think any of our records changed, though. No, I did consider dropping the Dolphins a win, though, because of the whole Christian Wilkins situation. Oh uh, yeah, if if they don't have him around, that kind of I feel like he's a big part of their whole defense of he's just the so aggressiveness. Funny. Everyone's also morale true. will be so bad. How will they play well? <laughs> I feel like between him and McDaniel, it's like a they probably have like a comedy duo thing they do. They, yeah, that would be. I would go to that show. Um, <laughs> I would. I, I would definitely go. And I, <laughs> I would definitely hey. heckle them because the response would be great. You know, like if you go to John Mulaney's show, you should heckle him because he's gonna turn that into something hysterical. Yeah. I feel like McDaniel could take that. Yeah, that's. I feel like he like pseudo does that in his his interviews and his pressers a bit. So. Yeah, he definitely has the. I don't care if you boo. I've seen what makes you cheer kind of <laughs> <laughs> mindset. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't think, yeah, I didn't really have any ch- big changes to the AFC. The AFC was pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. The uh, so the running back signings were, were helpful, but I don't think they moved the needle for us on any wins. Um, that'll be more of a fantasy thing to discuss later on as we go into, into games and stuff. But we're recording this NFC on uh, August 27th. It's a Sunday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So for for, re- for reference on recording, if there's an injury or a signing that you're like, why didn't they talk about that? That, w- that would be why we didn't just uh, totally miss it. So <laughs> we're going to be getting into the uh, NFC North here, starting with the Packers that uh, we both have right around 7 and 10 this year. So how how are you feeling about these uh, Chiefs heads here? You know, I uh, to be honest... I'm going to have a very similar sentiment for a lot of teams in the NFC. I feel like I'm not giving them enough wins. Um, But when I just play the schedule out, this is what I come to. I happen to think Jordan Love will be okay. My main concern is that I've been on this train for a while. I think their defensive coordinator is an idiot. (laughs) Uh, Joe Barry. And he had, like, a really good year his first year there. And I'm like, just wait. And it's gotten worse each year he's there. Um, So, yeah, they still have good guys like Jair Alexander. And they have a good defensive front, that's for sure. I just – I don't really know what to do with this team. We don't know anything about Jordan Love. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But I still – I think he'll be good. Green Bay and Washington are, like, in similar veins for me. There's a, and the NFC is not as quarterback rich. I think that's why it's harder to parse through it. 
there's a lot more like nebulous situations with the AFC. We have like loaded quarterbacks. There's like a couple teams we like you know can say fairly confident will be bad or not really kind of compete. In the NFC, like it's just so wide open at this point that it's it's kind of tougher, I think. And that's yeah probably why we feel like no one has enough wins. In there's a sense. not that many like really good teams or obviously good teams. Yeah, and two of them are in the same division, I think. So, um, with the Packers, I mean, yeah, it's just, is Jordan Love good? That's kind of the the main thing of it. Like, there's a talented defense. Um, not, like, all around, but, like, definitely some spots there. There's a lot of promise there. Young offensive weapons, like, with the tight ends. I mean, Jones isn't at young, but, you know, Dylan, Watson, of course, Dobbs. Um, I think Watson is kind of the key for... Jordan Love here to take a step like I think Watson can kind of make his way into that tier just under like Jamar uh Justin Jefferson Tyreek like I think I think he can ascend into like the tier just below that this year I mean possibly that tier but I'm not going to call that that's a little too bold but I, I, I think he's his ability is on that level based on what we saw last year like it's not, it's not a guarantee like Jordan Love could also hold him back from that but I think Watson has that much potential where like if if they're meshing he can kind of carry love a bit and i'm i'm gonna laugh if we end up seeing like oh like christian watson carry trey lance <laughs> and like we find that out or something kind of like the the mevins manzel um but anyway yeah the packers they got watson they need to run the ball i think they you agree with me on that one <laughs> yeah they've got good the starters on the o-line <laughs> so they should run the ball and then on the flip side i think they might so I think they're going to be a tight end and running back funnel. I'm not entirely sure yet. Mm-hmm. Um, their front seven isn't bad, but I think good O lines will be able to bully them. And their safety game is not great. Like they have Darnell Savage, which is good mm-hmm. in free safety, but their strong safety is meh. So just something to think about. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been the, the M.O. of their defense for a while now, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I the, would say so. The run funnel type thing, like, against good teams. You know, San Fran. They're better with, like, outside pressure, but they're not good at outside drop back. Their linebackers can only, like, go to the quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's a good assessment on them, so... Green Bay, we'll see how Jordan Love does. Um, you know, Matt LaFleur has definitely earned his, his reputation as a good head coach, so hopefully they get it going. But we'll move on to the Vikings here. Um, you've got them 9-8. and eight. I think they get to 7 or 8 wins. I, I could see 9 for sure. Again, in this division, it's just kind of a bit of a toss-up here. I was looking at what I said last year, and the exact quote I had was, they could go 12-5 and five and lose to the Saints in the playoffs. And that was like <laughs> almost, that was like really close to what happened. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're playing Saints with Giants, and you pretty much pretty much got it. Um, did they get twelve or thirteen wins? Anyway, they had a lot. They got um, thirteen. Yeah, with a which negative is, point differential. That's just hilarious. Um, so yeah, one thing you've talked about with this team is all the turnover they've had. Um, I'll, I'll leave that kind of to you on the defensive side. Um, we're, we both kind of agree they're rebuilding a bit as much as a team with you know a good quarterback and Hawk and Justin Jefferson can rebuild, but. Um, it's, it's tough to say with like how much turnover they had, how they're going to start the year. I think that's kind of the big, the big if on this team is if they start well, then they can, you know, hit that 10 wood mark possibly. But if they start slow, then we might see them kind of come on a bit too late. Yeah. And that's more or less my take on it is that 
they got rid of a lot of older veterans, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and they they did what I think most NFL coaches refer to as a retooling or GMs, I should say, where they don't quite rebuild because they have some good like pieces, a good core, but it's time to push out the old guys and bring in the new ones, uh, <laughs> as harsh as it is to say. Yeah. So they've gotten a lot faster on defense, which is good. Because they were really slow. Like, they just didn't have speed on the back end. You could just torch them all day. Yeah, you need that in this division, too. Um, yes. <laughs> and the I, the downside is now they don't really have much experience in the on the defensive side of the ball, except for, like, Daniel Hunter and, and like, Jordan Hicks. Um, they still have Harrison Smith, but those are, like, the only three vets left the rest mm-hmm. of them are all going to be new guys. So I think it's just going to take a while. So I have them at nine and eight. I think that it's a situation where it's a tale of two halves of the season. The first half is probably growing pains. Uh, similar to like when the Bengals got a whole new O-line and the Jets are going to have a whole new O-line. But the second half of the year, things will start to come together. And I have them finishing as potentially making the playoffs there, which would be dangerous because they'd be hitting their stride in the second half of the season. Yeah, their their early season schedule. So they start with Tampa, which I have as a win. Uh, I have a losing to Philly. I haven't beaten the Chargers. If they can go to Carolina and win, and you know maybe get a win at Chicago early on, um, you know, like there's an Atlanta game they could grab on the road. Um, I probably should give them the Vegas game, but Minnesota always is good for one total fuck up each year, and that kind of seems like a spot that makes sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there there are a few games for sure that they could you know, turn a little bit in their favor and get to 10. So they're, I mean, they're the reigning champs, but of the division, but it's not really, uh, doesn't feel great. I think this is going to be a high, a high pass volume offense, at least initially this year. Oh, it should be. It definitely should be. Yeah. Especially with cook gone. Yeah. So moving on to the lions. Um, you had them 10, seven, I have them nine and eight and it feels kind of weird. Having the Lions, like, winning? Ever. I ha- We've never been able to put the Lions as above 500 in all seven years or so that we've been doing this. Yeah, let me look at what we had them at last year. Because I think we were, li- we, were, we were a little early to the train, but we didn't have them, like, getting nine wins, I don't think. Um, but while, while I look that up, yeah, how, how are you feeling on the Lions this year? Tell, tell me about how they get to ten wins. Well, they have the best offense in the North. Um by, I think, a pretty significant margin. They have the best O-line, one of the best in the NFL. So that's yeah. the huge thing. And people can say whatever they want about Jared Goff. This team can probably still be an effective offense with Mark Sanchez at his current age back there <laughs> because of how good that O-line is. Um, and I happen to think Goff is fine. So they're going to run the ball. They're going to run it a lot. Jameer Gibbs is going to get a lot of work. And their, their O-line is just so damn good that they're going to be able to run the ball on just about anybody. Like, they'll be able to run all over the Packers. Oh, yeah. That, um, that'll be a fun pick for Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> they were, what, like the number five scoring offense last year? They were really high up there. I can check the exacts, but, yeah, they, they were super high. I just a few days ago. It was They were definitely top six, but it was it was really damn impressive. Oh, we uh, we had them at 7-10 uh, last year was our prediction for... 
for the record. So okay. we were a little low, but I think a lot of people had like no wins. We were no, way no. higher than other people. Yeah, right? I think like four, like I think four <laughs> and five was popular. So we were at least a couple above. Consensus. In fact, I think I gave them eight or nine and then dropped it down. Like, don't it's okay. Like, give it time, Scott. <laughs> like, don't don't jump on too early. Um, but because their offense has been so damn strong, that allowed them to just absolutely rehaul the entire defense. I will say. It'll probably take time for all of them to gel together. They have a shit ton of new pieces back there. Uh, just to name a few, they drafted Jack Campbell, who, come on, that's like the <laughs> that's hilarious guy. A linebacker right with his own last name? Perfect. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they took Cameron Sutton over from the Stillers. They drafted Brian Branch, so they've got some more safety help, and they can even put him at corner if they need, or a slot corner. They have CJGJ, uh, and they also took, I think, Emmanuel Mosley from the Niners. Yeah, they had a lot of defense. changes. They made defense. a lot of changes. So, you know, it might take time, like the Vikings, to kind of piece themselves together, but their offense is legit, and I think their defense will get there, too. We started to see a turn on at the end of last year, which is why I don't think it'll take as long as maybe the Vikings to come together. Yeah, so... I was looking through the Lions, and yeah, they went to nine and eight this past year. I, I gave them the same record this year, which you know could end up being playoffs. I think if they, I think if they get to ten, that's I think ten wins in the NFC is probably playoff bound, yeah. about or it gives you a pretty good chance. And the AFC ten wins may not be enough. Um, so I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think ten wins is enough in the AFC. I think you need at least eleven. Yeah. So wild. Yeah, man. Beating the NFC is kind of a gift right now. Unless you're you're in the AFC South, you could whoever wins the division. Yeah, (laughs) that that's 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 the nine or ten one we're we're looking at. (laughs) But yeah, with the line, so I'm not going to go back into into the draft because I've already talked about that enough. Um, I have them the same record as last year. I think we get about the same team ish as last year. Um, so they lost Chark. Uh, we're not going to have Jamo until week seven. Um, maybe that'll be more of him than last year, at least. Um, I think Hawkinson to Laporta for this offense is about the same, just because they don't rely on tight end a ton. Um, the ROI is still really good. Um, another year in the system for Goff is, is is a boost, at least. But I don't think much really changed with this team. I mean, the defense is better, so that might be the, the tipping point for an extra win. But, like... I mean, they were the number five scoring offense last year, so if nothing changed on the offense, that's not bad. Yeah, I put it. <laughs> I like in that sense, yeah. Like, but if you're also looking at like, okay, these teams have had a year to scout Jared Goff in this offense. Like, I do think there will be times where teams pick it apart a little better. But like, the line's so talented that with that the line, Laporta, Amon-Ra, Gibbs, like. It'll still be mostly fine. Um, the, the big thing is, like, does this defense take that turn? And so that could be the part where, okay, they get an extra win or two than what yeah, I'm they, giving them. They um, really do need that to happen. Yeah. The problem is, like, I don't know what that win is. Um, either they sweep a division mate or they win at New Orleans that I'm not giving them. Because, like, I don't think they're going to win at KC, at Baltimore, at the Chargers, or at Dallas. Um, so you need you either need to give them a win at New Orleans or against a second win against a division mate, and so 
I think that's more of the nine and eight. Like they could end up a little better overall than last year. Like when looking at paper, like stat wise, but they're gonna have to really earn a tenth win. I think. Which would, did you give them another win over a division mate, or did you give them a New Orleans win? That's what I'm looking at. Um, I did. I have them beating the Seahawks at home. Gave them that one. I gave them week. I gave them two, three, five, and six, and then I gave them the Raiders in week eight. I gave them. Yeah, the home division games. I gave them a Denver win. Um, maybe like maybe you gave them Chicago or Green Bay twice, or Week Thirteen at New Orleans. Maybe been the one you give gave them, but I didn't give them that one. I did give them a win over Chicago in Week Fourteen. Okay, so you so you gave them two Chicago wins. I think so. Okay, I just can't find the other one. Oh, there it is. Yeah, so I did give them two Chicago wins. Okay, that's the difference. Yeah, so I, I what would. I split this division out for, I split a lot of the divisions and that's kind of also like a buffer on stuff too. But where this division is yeah. pretty jumbly, I felt like that was about, about right here. So that's, that's pretty much the difference on it is do they do the super division mate? I think they're going to be a good team, but like, even if they get 10 wins and make the playoffs, the, I don't think the lions are a super bowl contender. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like, as long as they have golf, as much as I hate to like shit on him here because he was good last year, the offense is going to be good. It's going to be fun for fantasy. Like I don't think they're going to yeah. take that step with him, unfortunately. No. They're getting super overhyped because that's what the media does. Uh-huh. And I like to hype him just because I like the Lions, but I don't yeah. have that high of an expectation for him. I do think that they're a playoff team and... They could maybe win... I think the NFC just kind of sucks. Like They could maybe win a, a playoff game. I don't see them getting much further than like the divisional round. Yeah. If anything. Yeah, I'm looking at, like it's kind of tough to like pick out any. It's like yeah, like if, if their division ends up worse than we think, then they could actually like get way more wins than I'm giving them. But right, like if Jordan Love sucks, which I don't want that to happen, but it would be kind of funny. There's enough um, of a chance. Like pre- there, is, there is definitely a chance. Like pre-draft, like I was pretty harsh on him. Like he's had a ton of time to sit and learn, and develop, and get better. But if he hasn't gotten enough better, then yeah. You know. Or like the Bears lose a lineman or something, which I don't want to, you know, bring into the universe. Yeah, I feel bad even saying it, but it happens. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. So. They, I feel like they should win this division, but yeah, I, I mean, I think they. I hope they do. They probably should. I would love to see them win it. I do mm-hmm. think that they still have a little more to go, but it's been nice seeing them. It's been nice being able to pick them above five hundred for the first time. Yeah, I think I think my main concern, honestly, is like their receivers, receivers? with yeah with, yeah with with chart gone. And Jamison not there. Like, those first six weeks, like... That's my big a little concern. Because Amon-Ra's not even completely healthy. Like, if they don't have Amon-Ra for a game, who the fuck is he throwing to? It's yeah. like... Yeah, Marvin Jones is really cool. And we like Marvin Jones. But he's also, I don't know, 33, 34 <laughs> years old. And <laughs> yeah, because I've got... It's Ren- Reynolds and Khalif Raymond after as the four and five. So... Which they're, they're fine, but they're not, like, some guy. Like, they're going to be playing significant snaps the first few weeks. So, do Yeah. Yeah. 
we'll we'll see. Hopefully they make it work. I mean, worst case, I guess they put Gibbs at slot receiver and yeah, have Montgomery as a back. Worst case is just the backup plan. Just receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a lot of two tight end maybe. I think I think honestly we'd probably just see a lot of two tight end from them to start the year. Oh, the Bears just cut PJ Walker, by the way. Oh yeah, so their backup now is Tyson Bagent. Bagent. What'd you call me? <laughs> Bagent. Bagent. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Or is, oh, is it Peterman? Tyson Bagels. Yeah, I think Nathan Peterman's still there. Oh, okay. I saw, I was driving and saw a bus that said Peterman on the side. I'm like, those kids are dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, don't let him drive. <laughs> We've seen what happens when he drives. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, anyway, the Bears, speaking of, we... Uh, we have them at. I have them at eight and nine. I see you gave them eight, eight and one. Were you between eight and nine wins for them? Is that why? I I did have them tie with somebody, and I'm trying to see who it was. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna look to see who my my close one was because I feel like Washington would make a lot of sense as well, or like Cleveland maybe, but um, Carolina. They play, I yeah, they play the Cardinals week sixteen. Tip. That's what it is. That's funny. For fun, I like to put a tie in, and it's always the Cardinals, because um, they're like the one of the only teams that just gets ties all the time. Uh, the Cardinals yeah. are something; they'll be lucky to get a tie this year. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I think we are higher on the Bears than a lot of people. I think it's because we like Fields more than a lot of people. I don't know. Like we I we we trust that he's going to keep developing. Yeah, maybe we just are the only two that watch their games and understood that he uh when his o-line protected him he looked good which was two percent of the fucking time (laughs) so the fact that they have an actual o-line this year it's still not amazing but it's not as awful as it has been kind of gives me hope that they're gonna do pretty well at least like fields is really pretty damn good He's really good with his legs. He was absolute like his throws when he had protection and actually had time for his receiver to complete his fucking route <laughs> were good. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it was just that was very rare. And like having guys healthy at all, like in the receiving core, that was also a tough part too. So yeah, they so yeah with that line they added Nate Davis a free agency. They drafted Darnell Wright. That was a big move, and then. Uh, Roshan Johnson, I think, is is worth mentioning too, and that yes. because of his pass protect skills. So he's so good at it, guys. He is one of the best pass pro like running backs, and he's gonna get opportunities for fantasy just because they're gonna love him being out there so much. Yeah, like he might not get that many carries. That's okay. He's gonna help the team a lot, and he's probably gonna vulture a bunch of touchdowns. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing, though, is, like, at, at the goal line, like, Fields is one of their better goal line backs, and, like, Groshawn will be, too. So, ha- giving them that duality at the duel, at the goal line, that, that was a tough phrase to say. Um, like, with they can have Roshan be a fucking fullback, he can run it in, Fields can run it in, he can pass protect, he can catch the pass. Like, even, even though I wasn't super high on him, like, eval-wise, I think he makes a lot of sense, like, for the Bears in general, so... Yeah, no, I love Roshan. I know I was higher on him. He's like 6'2", 220. He's, a, he's big. Mm-hmm. Um, he is basically more of a fullback. But he has no tread on those tires, man. Yeah. 
He is very, very fresh. Because he was behind Bijan Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't really get a whole lot of opportunity to showcase his talents. But they still used him because he was that good at it in the uh, pass protection. Yeah. It could be a thing with him where, like, there's just there just wasn't enough to see that he ends up being a way better NFL player than college player. So I hope so. That's my that's my die on this hill take. <laughs> or at least at least he'll be useful, even if not fantasy fun. Um, yeah. With so with the Bears, like obviously getting DJ Moore is good, but now like Claypool is like your number three instead of your number one when it's just him, and now you've got Mooney as your number two. You've got that running back trio. You've got Komet, a better O line. Like I think the offense like actually has some some oomph to it now. That's not just going to be. Feels yeah. playing hero ball. So. No, exactly. They've got some playmakers now. Um, I really like the DJ Moore fit. I think that's going to go really nicely with Fields. Mooney already has a rapport with him. And Mooney's, like, we've seen Mooney before. He can be really good. And Mooney's then good, we're just yeah. kind of waiting for Mapletron mm-hmm. to put it together. <laughs> Mapletron. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think they've got a good group around Fields for a skill set. Like, Mooney... Has has some versatility, but he's good with big plays and stuff too. Obviously, Claypool is a big play guy. Um, whether that's actually throwing a deep or just catching it initially, more more is gonna. If he and more mesh, that's gonna be what really elevates his team. So, that's just kind of what I'll be watching on their defense. Um, there's a lot of turnover on their defense, so I think it could be similar to the Vikings, where it takes them a bit to get going, and then by the end of the year, we're like, okay, this is like a decent defense. Yeah, one of the things that I noted was that, so they obviously, uh, Eberflus or Eberflus is their coach, who, with the Colts, their main guy was, uh, what's his name? Um, changed his name to Shaquille. Oh, uh, Darius Shaq Leonard. Oh, Leonard, yeah. There we go. So they went and they got what? you know, Eberflus considers a really important part of the defense is they went and got a bunch of linebackers, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Cause that's kind of a lot of coaches, especially defensive ones. They like to coach the defense through somebody on the defense that can kind of be like the leader, um, which you'll see with like Sala and Mosley. You'll see with, you know, What's his name? D'Amico Ryans. That's going to be with Perryman. They were both linebackers, and they like mm-hmm. to do that. So with Eberflus, I'm expecting that to be most likely Tremaine Edmonds. They added all these linebackers. They got T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Ed- Edmonds, uh, and Jaquan Brisker in the draft last year at strong safety. So they've got some guys. They added Yannick and Gakwe. Their defense is, as I put it, they're going to be exceptionally bend, don't break. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I think they're going to get picked apart by very efficient offenses that can just do three yard passes and quick outs and high efficiencies, but they're going to just kind of hold fast. Yeah. I, I know you were super excited about, uh, Tyreek Stevenson for them. Yeah. That's a really good scheme fit. And I'm, I'm really happy for that because they run more of that quarter style defense um, which is kind of where the whole they'll be susceptible to consistent offenses and short gains thing comes into play, but they're not going to be, you know, the big play giver-uppers. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You play quarters and you get nickel and dimed, you know, a lot of, <laughs> lot of coins there. 
but yeah i'm i'm excited for that um that should be really fun i that's why ultimately eight eight and one i have them taking a pretty big leap there yeah win wise record wise for sure it's a huge huge jump for them 